for great-looking T-shirts, hoodies, and sweatshirts. The TNT Shop is now open at tntradio.live. Kate Shemarani on today's News Talk, TNT Radio. Good morning, you natural nurse army folk. Well, can you believe it? I say it every week. It's the 27th of January. Spring's on the way. And I bet you're so glad that you're looking at my fabulous face because have you noticed that politicians are all really ugly? It's like politics is Hollywood literally for ugly people. Anyway, look, we're having a laugh. And this is the show where we generally do have a laugh. But the first topic of this morning is is, is something that's truly horrific. And then at the hour will take you on to something far more palatable. But you have to know, because I do, tell it like it is. Now, you can email me your medical crimes in tyrannical times, Kate Shemarani at tntradio.live. Please do email me, health issues. And for all of you who are emailing me, thank you so much for your encouragement, for your questions, for your suggestions. You know, you're my fam. And I love you all. So let's just quickly go through a few things. Today's news. I did. Honestly, I laughed and laughed and laughed. I was going to say I'd, I'd laugh, my, laugh my boobs off if I had any real ones um, because I foolishly had them removed. Uh, listening to bastardized science, as you all know, because I had cancer 12 years ago and I'm alive and well today because I didn't take their poison chemo. Anyway, Boris Johnson said that he'd go to war. Are you kidding me? Have you seen him? He needs to come on one of my diet programs. And uh, I doubt we'd even manage to, to, he'd be like a well-stuffed Chesterfield in, in any army fatigues. It'd be like dad's army, only really bad. Um, what else are we seeing in the press? We're seeing them trying to frighten the pants off everybody to go and get their MMR. They're even going into the secondary schools and telling the teenagers that they need to get their MMR again. In the press, it's all about having these physician assistants and um, I think it's called apprentice programs to be a doctor. <laughs> they're going to go in, do a couple of years training, and they're going to be sitting in the chair diagnosing you using an AI system. And all the doctors that are on strike, I'd kick your backsides right out the door. You've priced yourselves out of a job, you greedy bunch. And they don't need you. They just need an AI program. And that's going to be that. Because unless you are population triaged as worth anything to the slave cabal, you're going to be on end of life care, just like your profession is on end of life care. Anyway, that's me having my good old rant. Um, what can I say other than when the unlawful lockup started and we were all told to stay home, protect the NHS and, you know, whatever else they said, groups of six, six foot apart, or you'd be six foot under, triple six. Um, one of the things I did was I used to still take my dogs a walk around my local church, beautiful old church with a tree there that predates Christ. Um and when I saw that the church was then open and they were having a service, I went up to the people at the door and it was all the shiny shoe brigade that came and the, you know, the virtuous ladies who are all in the club and uh, all of these very well-polished Christians. And I said, oh, good. Are you having a service? And I was told it's invitation only. And I said, that's all right. God invited me. Anyway, I wasn't let in, much to my disgust in my wellies. So, 
I went and did my own sermon in the church and we recorded it and we shoved it on Facebook and everywhere else. And I think it had over 300,000 views. And I ripped all the tape as well, the yellow tape, you know, the crime scene tape that they put everywhere telling us that we couldn't sit near each other. And I got rid of the hand sanitizer and I hid the barcode. I actually did admit it to the vicar. So don't feel the need to write to him. He already knows. Um, I stood in the pulpit and I opened the huge Bible and I read parts of the Bible, which tell us what we are forbidden to have in our bodies. And uh, you can go and read it yourself. It tells you all about, you know, you can't eat. It tells you it's an abomination. It's certain insects. You can't have fish that have got no scales. Uh, so like all your prawns, really, I suppose, and scallops. It tells us, it certainly uh, tells us all of the things that we can eat that's clean and unclean, which animals but it was interesting because my first job when I qualified as a nurse and I was almost 21 years old. So I'm going to talk about some really horrible stuff here, but I'm telling it like it is. Can you can you handle the truth? Do you want the truth? Do you want the truth? Because I'm going to tell you. Forearmed is forewarned. Just remember this as I get talking. They want to make abortion, abortion. Uh, they call it uh, therapeutic abortion. There's nothing therapeutic about it. We're not talking about spontaneous abortion, which you probably think about as miscarriage. And fellas, don't be heading off thinking, oh, God, she's talking about something to do with vaginas again. No, you help put that baby there. It didn't get there on its own. That semen didn't crawl up the side of the duvet. You were part of it. So you can listen as well. So there we go. I've got penises in as well. You know, I like to get that in every show. Um. One of the, my first job was in this ward, a gynecology ward, and we did uh, five to 15 suction terminations, Monday to Friday, every day. Now, for any of you watching, that, that baby at 12 weeks is about this. Stretch your finger and your thumb, probably a little bit, a medium-sized hand, size six hand or seven. Not you if you've got massive gynecologist hands at about you know, a 10 or 11. Um, but that baby's perfect. It's absolutely beautiful and perfect in every way. It's just got to grow in size. All its all its organs, everything are formed. It's just got to grow in size and lay down brown and white fat. And term is 40 weeks. Babies survive up 24 weeks. But they do abortions up to that. Now, I worked in that and I went down to theatres. And I remember the very first suction termination I saw the consultant said he had seven children. I wouldn't want one of my own babies to end up this way. And if you, any of you can remember cremola foam, that's what I saw coming out into the suction jars, which was then poured onto a pad and they went through it to make sure they had all the parts. A little baby ripped to pieces. Now, one of the ladies came back to the ward and we used to have to keep them in those days. They'd come in one day, have the termination the next, and then they'd be there the next day. Now you're just going for the day case. One particular lady was still bleeding and wanted to get up for a cigarette. And she went into the bathroom to have this cigarette, bled profusely. And there was a little tiny, tiny severed arm in the bottom of the shower. I hope this is repulsing all of you uh, because it should. Now, later, I was just a young woman. Most of my friends have had terminations. And later, my third job in nursing was in a theatre suite where um, reception recovery, and we used to go to the gynecology ward to collect patients that were having 
various gynecological women's operations. But they also used to do prostaglandin terminations, which are done by giving the ladies a, a drip of, of a drug to make the uterus contract and contract. And what they do is they they put something into the sac, transvaginal, to try and kill the baby first. Well, half of those babies are born alive. And so they would be left in the sluice um, to die if they were alive. And then the, the guy would come up from the mortuary and he carried a, a sort of shoulder bag for the babies. Whereas when you come up to get a regular body, you come up with a trolley and it's like a box on top and they put a sheet and a pillow on it to disguise it so that people think it's just a regular trolley, but it's not, it's the mortuary trolley. Now there was a story at the time of one of the nurses, not from that hospital I was at, but another hospital, this was in Glasgow. And one of these babies just didn't die. And in the end, she took this baby wrapped up to, I believe it was York Hill Hospital. I might have the wrong hospital. This is in the 80s. She dashed off to the pediatric hospital to try and save this baby's life. Now you're forbidden from attempting to save a child's life that's been aborted. So I, I put it to you, doctors and nurses, again, you need to ask yourselves, am I a criminal? Now, I later, much later, um, saw the light and the Christ within and became a Christian. And I, one of the things I wept and I said, I, I will face judgment for, for working in those places. And anybody who knows me knows I'm so pro-life and I've got a big gob. And I call everyone, everyone, call everyone, including the vicar of that church I've just mentioned. I asked him if he'd had any of these devil soup injections. And he said, yes. I said, don't you read Thessalonians? Tells you what you can and can't have in your body. He said, oh, yes, we did that in the service this morning. I said, really? And you've just desecrated the house of God. I said, you've just had a murdered, murdered baby or several injected in. Now, why did I mention the MMR vaccine? Because it's the same immortalized cell lines that are in them, immortalized. Remember, the devil comes to lie, steal, cheat and kill. And he uses fear. Immortalized cell lines means they don't switch off when they're in your body and they turn into cancer. Cancer's one in two in the UK, set to be 100%, set to be 100%. He's laughing his head off, Satan is, because you all got deceived and you allowed murdered children to be injected into your bodies because you were afraid of dying. You're all going to die. Death and taxes, but we don't really die. Well, I want to actually go through some things. So, uh, you know, I like to get the best people on. And I came across this gentleman, Christian Hacking, and I actually really liked who he was, a pro-life activist and the public engagement officer at CBR UK, where they challenge abortion. So when I see all these women running around with huge pregnancies, saying, my body, my choice, I'm going to say it to you, girls, your body, your choice, try and be in a loving, committed relationship, hold the pill, if you like, between your knees, uh, don't have intercourse till you're married. But to decide just because I remember hearing this, Incidentally, just digressing, I remember one woman that came for an abortion when I worked in that ward. She had a skiing holiday booked and she didn't want to be pregnant on the skiing holiday. Yep. Oh, yes. So in 2014, Christian broke his back in a rock climbing accident, leaving him in a wheelchair. Strengthened by God. Isn't it funny that we're all strengthened by the Lord? Through his experience, he's since married and advocates against abortion along with his wife. And his journey 
has taken him onto the high streets around the UK, but also into local and national radio. Well, we've seen the lady who stood outside the abortion clinic praying in her head, being harassed by the agents of the state, the cops working for the tyrannical government. He's also published multiple times online and print media. And in 2019, he was issued a community protection notice, one of those rubbish bits of paper, for educating the public in Walthamstow on their MP's abortion views. Oh, members of parliament, don't get me started on that lot either. In 2020, he wrote a trailblazing article on fetal organ harvesting. Now, I've seen it. I've witnessed it. I've taken the patients down to theatre. I've, I've seen the horrors of it. I've held babies in my hand on that gynecology ward that the mothers were desperately trying to save their pregnancy and they had a miscarriage. And in the next bay were the babies who were not so fortunate because they were in the wombs of women that didn't want them. And I can honestly say when I read that article last night, I started to cry because it brought it all back to me in the most horrific way. And uh, just when I think I've seen it all, they're going to be doing it to term. And there was the story as well with the Polish doctor. Um, I think it must have been around 2012, 2013, at an abortion clinic in America. Don't be thinking it's just a one-off. This is just the doctor who got caught. They were murdering so many babies, seven and eight months. They just snipped the neck when these babies were born, most of them African, Black, American. One he threw into the sluice and then said, did you see that nigger swim? He went to court. That was his exact words. And this is where the nurse finally, finally uh, became a whistleblower. And he threw the baby in there to drown. The rest had their necks snipped with forceps. The nurses were doing it. This is so true what I'm telling you. And uh, But anyway... Christian, thank you for coming on the Kate Shimarani show. I don't think I could have said it any more horrific because one has to see it to believe it, don't they? Yes. Yes. Um, it's a pleasure to be on your show, Kate. Thanks for having me. And it is uh, troubling and profound to, to simply hear your testimony from, from working as a nurse in the 80s. And, and we need more people uh, to be willing to come forward and to share their testimony, um, you know, even in court, to to really help paint the picture of what's really going on. Because unless people are willing to speak up on this issue, um, then we're not going to see um, it change. And it's one thing a researcher and an activist like me gathering together information um, and publishing it, but actually we need people who are there, who saw it with their own eyes, who heard it with their own ears, um, if we're going to mount a serious legal challenge um in the UK on this issue and and particularly in the area of organ harvesting right organ harvesting of uh, babies in the UK continues to go on uh for cosmetic uh and pharmaceutical yeah. research and other reasons and and there's a number of people who in their lives have been involved in it they have either seen it witnessed it or they've been part of that pathway from from um surgical procedure to packaging, to delivery, to collection, uh, to um, you know repurposing, etc. And it's, there's a whole long line of people um, from various different fields who would be involved in that, and we need them too. 
to repent. We need them to come out of that uh, that trade in human flesh, and we need them to give their expert testimony um, on what they saw, um, where it was taking place, how it was taking place, what money was changing hands, etc., etc., etc. Because until that happens, um, uh, the the public simply uh, they they just won't. Uh, engage with it um even even with the evidence i'm presenting you know people just don't want to know and i think you said it very uh profoundly just now that people in order to save their lives they were willing to have the genome of a intentionally aborted and organ harvest baby uh injected uh into them at least frag fragments of that genome and i can explain the details about that uh in a moment if you're interested yeah um, abs it, absolutely so christian it is. Christian, we're just going to have a, a, a little word from our sponsors because they're what uh, enable us to bring this horrific, horrific information to you. So don't go away. Uh, get yourself a drink because your mouth is going to go very dry because we're going to be graphic. I'm going to be graphic. I'm going to shock the backside of you. You'll never let one of those assassins from the National Homicide Service near you with a syringe ever again back in a moment. TNT's Pervoye Morich. He details factually how Russia is rolling out the algorithm ghetto. Um, you know, the, the, the multipolar edition of the algorithm ghetto, a prototype of a traffic light that records traffic violations by a pedestrian at a crossing was tested in Moscow. So Russians now, they'll, they'll have a, the government will take a snapshot of their face and then run that through the databases to figure out who is who and then find them, uh, I suppose. Uh, and then, you know, he, he points out that there are a lot of developments now. Moscow 2030, it's, it's uh, they want to make uh, Moscow achieve smart city status. Uh, and there's just, you know, you, you look at the white papers, Moscow and Russia are all in on Agenda 2030, smart cities, algorithm ghetto, digital IDs. Pervoye Morich on today's News Talk TNT. Radio works because of its ability to personalize to the listener. What's exciting these days is that people are rediscovering it. You know, people are really rediscovering just how powerful radio is, how ubiquitous it is. It's in our cars, it's in our homes. There are so many new ways to access it. It's everywhere. To find out more, go to tntradio.live. It sounds really good. It, it sounds bad. real, it's dude. Not bad, huh? This is today's News Talk Radio, TNT. And I'm your host, Kate Shimarani, and I'm joined by Christian Hacking. Well, since the 1967 Abortion Act was passed, an estimated 10 million babies have been murdered by abortion in the UK. I'm choosing the word murdered because that's what it is. A recent study estimated that around 73 million babies are killed globally by abortion every year. 73 million. And you're all are worried about catching some phony virus, some plandemic scamdemic rushing there to have it injected into your arms so you can go to football, go on your jollies, taking your children to the sacrificial altar of Moloch. It's an absolutely disgrace. And I just want to read one thing to you, and then we're going to get Christian on and let him have the floor. Uh, because, I don't know, you know, you might vomit when I when I get going. But um, she says, try, trying to actually, oh, malfunction, right. This is one quote from 
an acclaimed doctor, Ian Donald, the pioneer of the ultrasound scanner. And he claims to have witnessed the WI-38 dissections, WI-38 is what's in your MMR, conducted at the Karolinska Institute. He described them as such. Experiments were being performed on near term. That's a baby that's about to be born that you and I would see, you know, a normal sized baby. Alive, near term and alive ba aborted babies who were not afforded the mercy of an anaesthetic as they writhed and cried in agony, and when their usefulness had expired, they were executed and discarded as garbage, writhed in agony as their organs were harvested. Christian, the floor's yours. Please enlighten the listeners so that they run away from those bunch in their scrubs with their lanyards on, professing to be healthcare professionals, injecting them. Okay, well, where to start? Well, well, let me just let, let's start with just some hard facts, indisputable uh, facts. Um, and my journey on this started at the start of lockdown. I was aware of links between vaccines and fetal uh, tissue, but I hadn't really bottomed it out in any serious way. Um, and then introducing the um, COVID. Uh, so-called vaccines obviously we know now that they are they weren't vaccines in the traditional sense that they were experimental vaccines um and uh, or experimental jabs um and one of the um things that that screamed out at me especially with my expertise in in the abortion work was um uh the cell line that it was being produced in or tested on which was the heck 293 cell line right which stands for human embryonic kidney 293 so the first three letters are describing what it is and the 293 denotes the number of experiments uh, it took um a canadian biochemist called frank graham to um immortalize the cell line so that doesn't necessarily mean the number of babies that were killed but it certainly means um that you know there was a huge number of experiments conducted on this cell line and probably others like it um in pursuit of this immortalized cell line so for those of you who don't know immortalized cell line is a, a cell line that can keep on replicating indefinitely okay normal normal let's say we took skin cells from my cheek cell or or um kate's uh, cheek cell if you grow them in a petri dish they may grow for what's known as generations maybe you know two or three generations but they soon they just they, they soon give up the ghost it's like they know they're not meant to grow um outside of uh, a human environment um but when you when you when you use um the adenovirus and you start tampering with their genetics and other things you can persuade human cells to basically keep on um growing and the relationship between those cells and cancer is a very interesting one um they effectively do become cancerous because they are they just they're in this kind of constant replication uh, without limitation so mode. tumorigenic tumorigenic cells Tum Sure, correct. So that's that's a phrase. If you if you read many of the um the papers on this, they they do talk about them as being tumorigenic. Uh, but then they you know you talk to scientists about this, and they start to get a bit kind of well, listen, I'm you know they don't want to go down the whole line of these cells cause cancer. But but and I haven't I haven't actually concluded that um at this stage in in my research. But but certainly there's definitely they're definitely called tumorigenic cells, and they're definitely going into people's bodies. Um, so I mean the jury's out as to uh, what happens next. But the key thing about the HEC two nine three cell line is just 
how the original human embryonic kidney uh, was procured. And um, unfortunately, not all of the paperwork is there. Some of it has strangely gone missing, but but at least the very early paper on um, uh, HEC 293 published by Frank Graham and Dr. Van der Ebb, who was the um, uh, was the clinician at Leiden University in the Netherlands and is still alive today and and took was kind of decorated for his role in the COVID vaccine and other things. Um, he was uh, the gentleman who was procuring uh, the, these these organ parts. And, and when you read across uh, the literature of how this was conducted and people's witnesses, um, we're talking about women who were selected uh, for being particularly healthy and their child being particularly healthy. Uh, you were then talking about abortion procedures that were um, uh, theoretically consensual because the mother consented to it, although you'll see from um, uh, the WI38 uh, investigation that the mother didn't actually consent to her child being har organ harvested and her, her, her those cells and organs eventually ending up into the MMR vaccine currently rolled out in the UK. But we'll come to that in a moment. So let's, let's we'll stay we'll stay on the HEC 293. We're talking about um, women being specially selected procedures that um, weren't normal in the abortion in the respect that the child was being manipulated and delivered in such a way as to keep them as fresh and intact as possible. And fresh. then fresh, 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 fresh is the it, word. So we're talking about a child here. And this is mm. the words that they use, keeping it fresh, like a so they, slab they would, of beef. Oh. They would they they would disguise they wouldn't I mean when I did the research I put it into common parlance um, um, the the medical researchers have all kinds of clever words that they would use to disguise some of this stuff but the long and short of it is if you want to grow a human tissue cell line uh, those um, cells need to be harvested they need to be alive and active and they need to be harvested as quickly as possible. Um, within of a sterile environment, right? So, so what you would see is actually some of these babies that um, had their organs harvested were actually delivered by C-section, so that mm -hmm. they didn't kind of, so there wasn't any issue, you know, bacteria going through the. Um, so that's that's pathway. cutting yeah, cutting into the woman's abdomen or hysterotomy, making a small incision just above the pubic bone. So making an incision to go in and actually lift the babies out sometimes in the sack, sometimes the womb as well, as I understand, not vaginally, folks. So this is not something where they were having a miscarriage. These women were selected and these they were being prepped for theatre mm. and these babies were removed with only one thing in mind, to harvest organs, to murder them. Well, exactly. So that's what that's what would have happened next, which is as soon as the baby was out, even if the baby was still alive, a clinician, um, and we we don't know uh, whether it was Alexander van der Ebb for the HEC uh, 293 procedure. We certainly know it was him uh, for an, another cell line he created called Percy 6. Uh, but the baby was harvested whilst alive, and they were looking at liver, kidneys, um, uh, the, they use the retina of the eye for the per C6. Um, obviously, when we get to the lungs, you know, and these and these organs would literally be the the child would be opened up, and these these organs would be taken as quickly as possible. Now, no anaesthetic. Why, no anaesthetic. No anaesthetic. 
the reason why you don't want anesthetic in these circumstances, and this is very gory, is because you don't want to disrupt the biological function of the cells. You want the cells to be as virulent and alive as possible. So you don't want any real sedative or or kind of pollutant or anything to to affect the potential of growing that uh, cell in the future. And if you there's a there's a um, a book on organ harvesting that uh, was is very hard to find nowadays, but it basically you know that they there was this real put there is this push um in these fields of well listen we're aborting the uh baby we're intentionally killing the baby why waste the organs right but but it totally overlooks the profound torturous suffering mm. um of these of these living writhing feeling babies um having their organs harvested and that's certainly what happened to the 12 to 13 week old uh baby girl that we subsequently named Joanna, who was harvested in order to make the HEC 293 cell line. So what we did as an organization is having having um, having done all the research, having collected all the scientific papers, you can read all of this. Um, if you literally Google what the heck, uh, a few down, you will see this article. Please do read it. Um, but we then said, well, what do we need to do about this? Well, we need to humanize this poor baby girl, you know, and so we named her mm -hmm. Joanna and we ran a campaign called don't forget joanna just as the kind of covid vaccine was being pushed on on the kind of uh the 20s the 50s to the 30s age category and we were saying listen you know uh you are benefiting from this uh girl's uh death and exploitation you know what do you think about that um and and it, that was the main thing for the heck 293 cell line that the cell line is still being used um it was used in the um the o oxford astrazeneca vaccine it was grown in that so that that stuff that those vaccines would have actually contained uh joanna's uh dna fragments what do i mean by that well what i mean is the way these um these uh vaccines are created in the old style is you basically get the human uh cell line you 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 basically um make a huge colony of it and then you infect it with your um your virus or an attenuated version of that virus which means a weakened version of that virus uh the 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 human cell line then the 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 human cells then um generate more of the virus they become host to the virus that virus multiplies and so then you create a whole load of this attenuated virus and then you centrifuge your um your your vats your your vat of of kind of virus mixed with human uh, cell lines um, and the the idea being is you separate the attenuated virus from the kind of uh, the human cell line stuff the issue is uh, is when you look at uh, the scientific papers lots of the cells and bits of debris from the cells actually make it into the final mixture that is then sent off and there was an, a, a remarkable there's been two remarkable um, studies done on this. One study, which I think is linked uh, on in our article. If it's not, then I will have to find it for your viewers. One of these studies found that some in some vaccines, um, the they've actually found a whole human genome, which is the whole of the nucleus um, of one of these uh, human cell lines in which the um, these these viruses were grown. Actually, made it into the final. Um, so, so product, Christian, may I just ask there? So, if you've got a boy, and yeah. that is a cell, a genome from a girl, 
or you've got a girl and you're injecting them with that from a boy, this is all just Frankenstein. It's not just the murder of the innocents. It's the murder of the innocents that you're injecting these tumorigenic cells into. It's, it, it's, yes, I, it's, I agree. It, yeah, it's just I, sickening. I mean, you're talking, you, you know, they... Um, you're talking about an encyclopedia of information, right? That is specific to one person, right? Say it's Joanna or um, one of uh, the Swedish babies, uh, you know, killed and, and um, kind of killed via organ harvesting for the creation of the WI38 um, cell line that we can come on to in a moment. But we're talking, you know, this is somebody's entire genetic information that is now uh, being messed with, with this adenovirus. It's kind of a mutant form and it's growing uh, indefinitely in labs ac across the world. It's being sold at a significant sum every time it changes hands. And and when you, and if this DNA, if fragments of this DNA, or if the whole genome is making it its way into other people, you know, even the most brilliant and clever scientist, how can you possibly uh, know what's going to happen? You know, and it, and it really has this kind of, the, this is the ugly side of kind of pioneering science, right? Is it's kind of it it has no regards for God's creation. It's trying to transcend God's creative order, um, and it leaves lots to chance, right? Which is no one knows what will happen in this. And and there's an amazing. Uh, you remember Andrew Wakefield who who um, got brutally. Uh, yeah, he's been on T he's the... been on TNT many times, and uh, Has he? Well, I've done a podcast. Yeah, I've done a podcast well, with him as well. Yeah, amazing well, he, man. Well, he got he got brutally cancelled, right? Just for suggesting that um, all of these integer, um, uh, intestinal issues that his patients were coming across, um, and potentially the um, autism, etc. Um, potentially that was caused by. Uh, the MMR vaccine, or uh, it should certainly be looked into. Right? He didn't even say he didn't even state it as if it was fact. He just said it, somebody should look into this. Um, and he, I mean, his name was eliminated. You even talked to Christian medics in the UK, and they and they kind of like, whoa, you know. Oh, well, we don't, you know, we name. we yeah. wear it as a badge of honor. I'm struck off. I'm struck yeah. off from the nursing and midwifery council. Who cares, uh, Chris? You know what's what's interesting well, here, the, folks. The final the, the final point I want to make. Sorry, Kate, just to yeah, judge sure. it. Is, Go ahead. Is that the, there was this there was this study uh, done by uh, I think it's called Sound um, Sound Pharmaceuticals or something like that, and, and a woman named Teresa Dacia did this study in which she studied the amount of DNA debris uh, within of a population um, from the MMR vaccine, so the dosage of MMR vaccine and other and other vaccines like it with the prevalence of autistic spectrum in that population. And we're talking kind of you know countries in the West, Sweden, and I forget what the other ones were. And she did see a correlation that actually the, the increased number of vaccines in the childhood roster and the prevalence of MMR uh, were higher. Now, make of that what you want, you know, uh, maybe I can get a badge of honor for being cancelled, although I'm not, they've got nothing to cancel me from. But but the point being is, is there's clearly um, in pursuit of, uh, you know, not dying, which is the great fear with the parent with mumps, mm -hmm. uh, you know, child maybe get mumps or measles, you know, um, I don't want that on my back. They're, all I'm saying is that through through injecting um, potential DNA debris from these babies, that this is not a 
consequenceless act. This is not just life without consequence here. Um, I think morally, there's got to be consequence. And what I think we're seeing as the years go on is the evidence is mounting that actually there may be scientific causality as to why uh, we as Western societies, despite all of our progress, are experiencing all kinds of peculiar um, troubles um, from, from autism to uh, allergens and eating disorders and, and just just all kinds of stuff right um and and i think i think the 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 role of the christian bioethicist activist researcher is is to dare to connect morality and ethics you know and and that's that's one of my my kind of points yeah absolutely and we are TNT Radio Live, quick word from our sponsors. Don't go away because this affects each and every one of us. Cancer is one in two and all of the crooked charities state that it's going to be 100% in the next couple of decades. That's all of your children, all of my children. And are these consequences of the devil's soup? I think so. Join us, TNT Radio. I said, could she die? And the doctor said, she could. It was so scary. When I started clawing at my neck and trying to breathe and I thought, you know, what are we going to do if I die here? <laughs> How's everyone going to go on? When someone's gravely sick or injured in the bush, they rely on the Royal Flying Doctor Service. But now the Flying Doctor needs your help to fund vital medical equipment and supplies. Please search Flying Doctor online to give a regular gift of just $10. You can help equip the Flying Doctor's teams to respond to any emergency anywhere. Search Flying Doctor online. Become a part of the Royal Flying Doctor service and help save lives in the bush. Our beautiful world is changing, withering, dying by the hands of those who don't value nature even though we all depend on it for life itself but there is hope together with caring friends the nature conservancy can restore our lands and save our wildlife with big solutions only nature can provide to learn more visit nature.org today Kate Shimarani on today's News Talk, TNT Radio. I am Kate Shimarani. You better get on that website and buy yourself caps, puffer jackets, whatever they've got on there. Get on there and buy it. Stop buying garbage and buy something that's going to keep us on the road. Uh, all of you, you are the Natural Nurse Army. You're my fam. You're smart. You're intelligent. That's why you're listening to me instead of the BBC. Go on to acegen.com, A-C-C-E-G-E-N, acegen.com, put in immortalized cell lines in the search engine and scroll down. And you'll see this as a lab where you can purchase aborted fetal cell lines. Now, what are they doing with them? They are doing all sorts with them. So we're just talking about one side here. They literally get on the phone, these private abortion clinics, they sell body parts. This all goes on. I know that you're all thinking this is so horrible for a Saturday morning. Well, yes, it is horrible. What do you want? You wanted the truth. That's why you're listening to me. And also, 
There was a, a, a video taken many, many years ago. I've actually got the video, you know, the tape that you used to shove into your, your VHS machine. And it was called The Silent Scream. And it was a doctor who'd performed thousands of abortions. And the pro-life activist, I think it was American, asked could they do an ultrasound whilst he was performing this abortion. He never performed another one. And what you see is the suction catheter getting a hold of this little baby's backside. And you see it scrambling, trying to get away. And as it starts to rip away at its body parts, its little mouth opens to scream. Its little mm. mouth opens. It's called the silent scream. And just to say, and I witnessed it, the head doesn't go down the suction catheter, so they just squash it with forceps. And later on, when these babies are born, they have to keep the head inside. They can't deliver the whole thing because then it would be a live birth. So they puncture a hole at the base of the skull and suction out the brain. Now, I'm sure you're all vomiting, but you need to know, because if you rushed out to get your vaccine or your neighbours rushed out to get their vaccine because they're afraid of dying, in Sweden, they've been puncturing the sack of a pregnant woman 14 to 16 weeks. Then they put a clamp on the head of the baby, pull the head down into the neck of the womb, drill a hole into the baby's head, put a suction machine into the brain and suck out the brain cells. Healthy human fetuses from seven to 21 weeks from legal abortions, legal. <laughs> this is in Sweden. The conception age was estimated from crown to rump. That's the top of the head to the bottom, to its bottom. Fetal liver and kidney were rapidly removed in the first five minutes, as you've heard Christian say, with no anesthetic. And removed and weighed. Now at 21 weeks, they were doing or 18 weeks or 16 weeks was what is called a prostaglandin abortion. I've told you that the woman goes into labor. It's horrific. I, 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 I can't get my head around how anybody out there can justify. Well, I'm afraid. I'm afraid what you're so What do you think those babies were? They think they're being born. They're in that womb growing nicely where the Lord's put them. And that cell to cell transfer, those cells from that baby remain with you forever. They do. However you want to put it, they remain with you forever via that umbilical cord. So, you know, now is the time for repentance, whether you've had a termination, you've been involved in it, you need to repent and get in line because this has got to stop. And thank God, literally, the Lord is in charge. Christian, please do continue to the top of the hour. Well, thanks. Um, I quite agree. I think uh, people need to turn up. What, what do the scriptures say? It says, you know, have nothing to do with the shameless deeds of darkness, Ephesians 5.11, but rather expose them. Um, and, and for anything that the light touches will be exposed in, and becomes light, right? And so we need we need people to um, turn away from this, and but, but to go further and expose it, right? Which is, which is your um you know god is able right i always tell people and i meet i uh, with the work at cbr uk that's the center for bioethical reform we have a nationwide uh educational teams and we go out onto the streets with uh images of uh, majestic beautiful babies growing in the womb and then pictures of what they look like uh when they are aborted um Murdered. In, and one of the yeah one of one of them look is it's kind of almost you wonder whether it was a um a, a dissection image because the the baby is just totally splayed all of its organs out you know you can you can even see tweezers in the image 
Um, but the point being is, is until we grapple with what abortion really is, which is abortion is a euphemism, it's the intentional taking of an innocent human life, um, exploiting their organs in, in, in many cases, potentially selling them on, um, you know, and we, we have testimony, there's Mary Stopes in, uh, in Mattock Lane in West London. We know uh, of people who've, who've seen, you know, the, these baby body parts literally being put into vacuum wrapping and then somebody going to collect them. We desperately need individuals to come forward and to map out this pathway and to tell us they saw it, to tell us where they went and how they were used. Um, but this, um, you know, this God hates the shedding of innocent blood. Um, he detests child sacrifice. It is an abomination to him. And he holds people accountable, not just for doing it, but those who turn their backs to it. And and actually, you know, we talk about, um, you know, uh, sexual reproductive rights. We talk about career progression. You know, we talk about fear or now's not the right time. These are just new names for the old gods of Molech and Baal. These are just, um, this is just, uh, you know, demonic activity repackaged because God is the God of life. He says, choose life. And the enemy is the God of darkness, who is a liar and a murderer from the beginning. And so, so we have to repent. We have to come out from this, but we have to go one step further and we have to expose it um, and that's why it's so important what you're doing Kate on this show just simply telling people the truth telling people the facts showing people what's really going on and um, this is an international issue we've we've dealt at quite long length about Leiden University in the Netherlands where the HEC 293 cell line was um was uh taken from stolen from the body of joanna um but we have you know there's other cell lines the wi-38 cell line that was um taken from a baby in sweden um and that currently sits in the mmr vaccine and if you combine all the experiments used to create both the wi-38 cell line and also isolate the um rubella virus over 199 babies are known to have been deliberately killed and dissected in order to create um that single vaccine which which um you know is deliberately sat between mumps um and rubella you know so that you it's inseparable it's you can't even get your hands on a non uh human and source christian. vaccine. yeah and christian just just to say our babies are not having one vaccine. They're having masses of vaccines that have got cell lines in them. Masses of vaccines. So, you know, if you think, oh, oh, it's just that one. No, it's not. You look at the schedule now for vaccines that, that a newborn gets and look at all these poor babies in care that have to, mm. they, the ones that are fostered, they, they don't get any choice. They're, they're all vaccinated. So this is, and then you've got, You've got these hideous uh, uh, vaccine teams, like I think it was the Gates Foundation went into India in, I think it was 2008 mm -hmm. with a new polio vaccine and killed, what was it, 148,000 babies and paralyzed another 68,000. These, all of these cell lines are also in these vaccines. And then, Christian, you talked briefly about, um, you know, it's not just for vaccines they are using these baby parts in beauty products. Uh, there was mm. the face cream that Sandra Bullock, Sandra Bullock, um, uh, very famously said on that Helen DeGenerate show, um, you know, with the Epstein Island 
uh, picture mm-hmm. in the background, she talked about using a face cream with foreskins in it. I mean, I, mm. I, I, I was, my children are half Iranian and, and we never had our, our boys circumcision. You're born with a foreskin mm. for a reason. And um, so these, again, it's all horrific. And using stem cells, stem cells mm. from, this is all just a disgusting satanic industry, isn't it? Where they're using the innocence. Well, I think I think there are, there's there are various shades in in this, right? Because stem cells can be obtained from, uh, say, a, uh, a, a what you could call waste product of flesh from an operation. Uh, you know, Where, uh, they're, they're mostly the, from the they come from South America. Well, well and there's a big, so, big market in in aborted fetuses. Well, you, That's why they get sure. Them. And you, but you can also get you know cell lines from adults, you know. Um, and actually, there's been some s- significant success with uh, cell lines from consenting adults. They don't need to have b- be taken from babies, but there seems to be this uh, prior um, fascination or preference um, for for the desire for the baby um, uh, as being particularly fresh and being particularly unsullied. And that's why um, that's why I think there continues to be uh, international organ harvesting of babies um you say south america i'm sure i don't i don't dispute that that's um a possibility but but we know it's happening in the uk we know it's happening um in many parts of europe and we know that you know if you if you take the whole rostrum of childhood vaccines you know they're going to be there's probably going to be cell debris from wi38 uh and that's um you know a baby we named karen from sweden uh who was uh, killed in the uh, it was either 1960s or 1970s. You've got HEC 293, you know, Joanna from the Netherlands. Um, a number of the UK childhood vaccines have a, a, a um, MRC5, which is a British-made uh, cell line from a, a child that we named Alfred. Um, and, and that's not to mention, you know, the Vero cells, the cells taken from monkeys, hamster ovary cells, um, and all these other um uh peculiar methods that were used in, in one of these experiments they even used salmon sperm as a as a as a means of inseminating various things so you you are talking i mean if if god has created an ordered world um with animals in in various different you know uh classes phylum genomes etc I mean, these vaccines really do pull in ingredients like, uh, you know, the picture that comes to my mind is kind of like Charlie's um, marvelous medicine. It really is a pulling together of all kinds of things that that aren't clearly labeled um, on the, uh, you know, so, in, the, so, in their context. So it's really all and then, nations. And then, and then they're going into us. So it's all nations are deceived yeah, by the merchants and their sorcery, pharmacia. Yeah, well, I think I think I I think you I think you can evidence that um, to a significant degree when you when you take a deep dive on uh, what is what is in many of these these vaccines. I, th- I think what is what is remarkable in my uh, view is is um, yeah is is just how how we are able to say on the one hand that abortion is wrong. And yet, on the other hand, we are willing to benefit uh, from yeah. abortion products. And I think that's that's something that we 
that certainly the church in uh in the uk just needs to kind of we've kind of you know can we can we try to iron that out into one uh straighter line um because actually so long as we benefit from abortion then there's going to be a queue of people willing to uh kill and organ harvest the babies right absolutely um, only... christian christian you do an amazing job where can people find you and where can they support you because uh, listen you've got my I, i'm just south of london you need a gob for hire and rent a crowd i'm there um <laughs> and and it always brings the police as well it's excellent um where can people find you and support your incredible work uh, uh thank you so much uh, for the opportunity for the plug but yeah you can find us at uh cbruk.org and on that website you'll find all the facts um on um unborn life development on uh what abortion does and a heap of links uh to research we've done on uh vaccines organ harvesting today um and the website also gives you an opportunity to um join one of our teams one of our educational teams that run uh, across the uk and donate to our life-saving cause um our opposition are making squillions um off um you know intentionally killed children each year um we um because we've got truth on our side and because we've got God on our side, we only need a fraction of that in order to bring them down, just like David's rounded pebbles. But we do need some pebbles. Um, so if people can help us um, in that, we deeply appreciate it. And uh, yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure to be on the show, Kate, and I'd love to come back at a future date. Christian Hacking, you are a fantastic guest and such a hideous topic. Thank you so much for joining us. Well, folks, you're in the Natural Nurse Army. We come with a Gatling gun with boulders. We are not coming with pebbles. And if you are in the UK, please do get on this website. Get out there. Look at the poor woman who was just praying outside one of these uh, abortion centres. Don't come at me squealing with, oh, well, if it's a rape, you could take the morning after pill. You can have a coil inserted. And actually, there is a wonderful video on YouTube that uh, Christian's organization has made. And I was listening to it this morning. And there's a lady on there who was raped and went on to have her child. And she was told she wouldn't love the child. And she did love the child, adores the child. So don't believe these people at all. And I myself had a patient come to me, not patient, we don't like to use that because it means pain and enduring. But she finally got pregnant eight years after trying when she was doing the Gerson therapy for breast cancer. She was advised to have an abortion. She didn't. She didn't have the chemo. She remains cancer free. She had a mastectomy. And that little girl is over five years old now. So you see, they're not always right. You've got to think about what you're doing here. Do your due diligence. Well, it's been a difficult hour listening to some very unsavory truths do your due diligence. Well, it's been a difficult hour listening to some very unsavory truths, but it is there. And there's no excuse for killing a perfect, perfect child created in the Lord's image, which is completely innocent without sin, totally without sin at that stage. There's no excuse, whether it's for your lipstick or whatever. But please do join me for our next guest where we're talking about mushrooms. And I know Christian also likes looking at mushrooms. We'll be talking to Dr. Ursh Warren, who was a doctor and left when he saw Convid. And now he's just a man that's just on a mission and he knows everything natural. 
Join me in a minute after uh, the news on TNT Live. Thank you, Christian. Christian.